0: Rossiano and Michael Lucas
1: Which one do you prefer? I'll tell you which one you prefer The one I prefer
0: This is Emsolation The night before my wedding I walked in and there was Em and Adrian What was
1: going on? I am openly whoring stuff and you guys will applaud it
0: There are these weird parallels at times with you and Trump
1: There's a whore in the house You're in Emsolation So Chris, um, we all know you're circumcised Tell us more Hello darlings, welcome, how are you? I have a confession to make, and look, it's one. It's one. I think a lot of you will probably relate to, but it's not something that I ever really talk about. And whenever we kind of touched on this topic in the past in the podcast, it's kind of been a bit triggering for you guys, and I understand that. But and I think the reason it's so triggering is because of how many of us are secretly consumed with the way we look, and I think I have been completely consumed with my weight since I was I mean I remember as a 10 year old being worried about how I looked and I look back on photos and I was so small and so fit and muscular and teensy and then I think about being 18 and feeling super self-conscious I remember being on Australian Idol and being worried about my body, and then I look back. I, that's the I was so unhealthy, and I was so skeletal on Australian Idol. Like it was, it's, it was not a good way to be. Yet I remember at the time thinking, you know, oh, I've really got to worry about this bit and tone this bit up. And I found myself because I've been at home so much and and not you know as busy as I normally am. I found myself really obsessing over the way I look because I would see myself on the telly each week on the project and it adds about four kilos, I think TV. Um, And I didn't like the way I looked and I was really focusing like on my chin or I wasn't looking at the whole picture and, And I just fell in a heap about it last week and I was actually talking to my friend Jamila Rizvi and she was saying the same thing. She's so hard on herself and Jamila is a person whose body has been through the ringer. She's had two brain surgeries. She's got a brain tumour. She's got, you know, she has to regulate her hormones through medication. She has all these things going on for her body and she's very hard on it as well. And I look at her body and think it's a medical miracle that she's still functioning so I think we all view our own bodies in the harshest light. We are the harshest critics. And on Instagram the other day, I saw a woman posting about having cellulite and how she was didn't care and and she put and she was shaking her bum around and she was it was it was really normal, natural looking woman's body. And I and I looked and I thought, oh, and I felt relief. Like I'm like, yeah, cellulite's normal. I think we're surrounded by pictures of smoothed out people, and a lot of times that's a filter. And and I think we're all scared of what is actually happening for the majority of women. So I, I really, I, I just said to I said to Michael and I said to Jamila and and I've said to a couple other people. I am so exhausted by the over policing I do of my own body, and I need to find a better way. I need to have a better relationship with my body, and the way I speak to myself. And I think as an ex-athlete as well and someone who's hypercritical anyway, but I mean, if you are being honest, if you're listening to me talk right now, how much time do you spend thinking about the way you look? And not in a vain way, I mean, criticizing it. I mean, when you get dressed in the morning or when you're clothes shopping, or when you just catch yourself in reflection or when you're getting into the shower and you just glimpse yourself in the mirror as you're walking past, how often are those thoughts critical and negative? Because for me, 90% of the time, so I have been making a conscious effort to go lightly and be gentler and it's working <laughs> because what am I trying to achieve? What do I think if I just get that extra few kilos, I'm going to be Victoria's Secret model? I mean, that ship sailed. I just want a body that's strong. I just want a body that functions I want a body that doesn't hurt when I get out of bed. It doesn't matter if I have skin that flaps. It doesn't. And and, and I'm just going to keep saying that. So I guess what I wanted to say to you is if you're like me and you are exhausted by that critical self-talk, just become a bit more aware of it and maybe decide that you're just going to cut yourself a bit of slack. And there is nothing wrong with wanting to get healthy and happy. And I certainly have been working on foods that I'm putting into my body, how much exercise I'm getting. But I'm, I'm switching my reason for not wanting to fit into a size 8 or 10. For me, it's wanting to li- feel good in my life. And that's been the big shift for me in the last – just in the last week. And I'm nearly 42 years old, <laughs> but I'm so tired of feeling badly about my body that has grown three humans. You know, like it's, it's a good body. And and I'm and I'm saying to myself now, it's a good body, Em. It's done what it needs to do and continues to walk you through this life. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> Come on, would it be an intro without me having my thoughts? Nah. All right, well that's enough for me. I'm going to. Uh, and also, I mean, before I go, I've been a bit negative about my body in front of my girls. I just got to whisper because they're home. And I've been really conscious the last week to say things like, oh, I'm feeling stronger today. I'm feeling good after that run. I'm feeling, you know, I'm glad I had, you know, like I've just been really careful about because obviously monkey see, monkey do, your daughters model themselves off you, especially if you're the mother. Your kids model their behaviour off you and, you know, obviously you'd be horrified. Imagine if the things you say about your body you heard coming out of your kid's mouth about their body. You'd be terrified. You'd be like, oh, oh, my God. So that's another thing. Watch the way you speak about yourself around the little people. All right, that's it. Uh, Michael's coming in. We are scattered. I've not had much sleep. I've had a lot of coffee. Um, as previously stated, I've had PMS. Feels like for forty-two years. <laughs> but he's coming in. We got. Let's talk about Brett Sutton's under fire, guys. And as you know, Michael Lucas is Brett Sutton's number one correspondent. We've got the t-shirts. We're going to talk about that. Talk a bit about Gladys. We talk a bit about Britney. We talk a bit about Adele. We talk a bit about Jacinda Ardern's husband again because I had some regrets. And uh, you know, it's it's scattered. We talk about Carol Baskin. God, we really went some places, just like 2020. Okay, play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M Salation. Well, his main man is under fire this morning, and uh, best check in with Australia's number one Brett Sutton correspondent, Michael Lucas. I'm very proud of that that title. Thank God. Just as okay? long as we have.
0: Quite, well, I feel a bit better knowing that, as far as I know, Jocks on Verlo is okay <laughs> at this time. But yeah, it is. It is concerning me to wake up to headlines featuring Brett.
1: Do we need to burn out? T-shirts? Do we need to unenroll from Sluts for Suts? What's happening? (laughs) I have thought a lot of
0: times we've literally bought the T-shirt. Like, I mean, that's where we're at. I know. If you, it's just, I mean, I'm sure people are aware, but the hotel quarantine inquiry has created an extraordinary sitting because there's some Mm -hmm. discrepancies in his story (laughs) and his emails that have come through. And so there's further interrogation happening. And all of a sudden he's under a cloud of suspicion. I was not aware. That's what I said to the inquiry. That's what I stand by. The process of going through emails is that there's a team at DHHS that go through them. I made all of my emails, archived and otherwise, uh, available for that team to go through. And they reference the terms of reference and the specific request of that inquiry as to uh, what emails were being requested. And that's what they've provided. I have to say that out of all the players in this galaxy, if you asked me to bet on who was going to come through unscathed, I, w- I mm. would have backed Brett. I really, really thought. I mean, am I blinded by the facial hair and silver fox qualities? <laughs> An amazing skin tone. Maybe. <laughs> Calm voice, good choice I'm- of suits and excellent Twitter game as well.
1: Well, I'm sorry, but she's galloping into the stable. <gasps> she's, she's waving her mane. She's she's whinnying in a stunning fashion. She's here. And the magical unicorn of death says Sats is not. Long for this situation. He's gone. And I oh. believe he's going to resign. I don't think he's going to be sacked. I think, I feel like Brett wanted to resign about six weeks ago when this old inquiry kicked off. Didn't you remember he kind of went missing for a few days and was all those rumors?
0: Well, yes, he occasionally took a few days off, but I, I supported that. <laughs> No, no,
1: I'm happy for that. But I think that was the first time he's like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. And now he's in the, in the heat of what I think he knew was coming. And I, so I do predict he's going to have jack of this. And I think they want a high-profile scalp. The our irony is has really has nothing to do with him. He didn't tell them to use – I mean he didn't actually go and employ them. He's not a politician. Let's remember this. Yeah. But today they're saying that he was in on the email chain – Um. He has previously stated he didn't see the email.
0: Yes, I have some words about that (laughs) (laughs) defence.
1: Then, Michael, did he say, "Oh, I did see," but did did he reply to it? He did. He sort of did see it. Well, he
0: he he got an inquiry. What are your what are your arrangements in Victoria? And then he'd pass that on to an underling called Braden. And then Brayden Brayden had answered all the questions and included in the answer to the question was there will be private security used and then had gone back. And then after that, Brett had said, thanks. Thanks, Brayden.
1: Oh, but he's saying, I don't really, I didn't really, sorry, Brayden, but I didn't really read your email. Full
0: disclosure, speaking for myself, I 100% (laughs) accept that I, 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 look, I just want to be very, very, very clear accountability in this matter is is uh, paramount, yeah. obviously, yeah. and all that yeah. sort of stuff, and and he's uh, has an important job, and lives are at stake. Blah blah blah.
1: And your emails maybe pertain to things like, oh, we're not sure what to do with the lighting on this shot. When when they were saying this word of dialogue, did you want this to be the feel? Like that's kind of different too. It is the a bit. Although the pandemic, although just
0: a I little still, bit. I still am, you know. I mean, yes, the pandemic is obviously much worse. <laughs> I'm still like often in quite a senior position on productions that have a ten million dollar budget. So, and I, you would think I would have my shit sure. together. But yes, there are a lot, I'm sure a lot of people in many workplaces can attest group emails oh, and message threads go around. Do I militantly read and take note of absolutely everything in there? Have I been known to just respond to part of an email while not properly taking in? Absolutely. And I have to say in the, in the midst of all of this, like, especially watching Sutton and Gladys, it has made me think, if there was some sort of inquiry and my work processes needed mm. to be on show in front of the whole world, I mean, to put it into context, obviously everything's done by Zoom at the moment. I have a problem that when a Zoom invitation comes through, there's something said on my computer that the, the Zoom time is set to New York time and I can't read it properly. And I tried to get Adrian to fix it and he can't. So I try and calculate, always get it wrong and miss my Zooms. And if Jennifer Coates was staring down at me going, do you expect us to believe that your time on your Google time was set to New York and that's why you didn't attend that Zoom? Like that is the honest truth. I swear to God, that's what happened.
1: With me. But I just feel like if you're a politician, there's a certain expectation that you got to dot your I's and cross your T's. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, I just feel like if I'm a politician, I'm aware of every email I'm sending because I know it can be read and possibly every phone call I'm making because there's a chance I'm being listened to as Gladys has found out the hard way. Oh,
0: ever since Hillary, no one's no one's nah. taking a load off about their emails. I mean, Jesus Christ!
1: It's, especially if you're within a company, you know, in a big company that's given you an email address, they can read your emails at any time, guys. I tell you. And if you're a politician, it's a matter for public record. There's straight away, there's a right. If you're using, he's not a politician vic. though. Um, no, but I guess has he got a vic.gov? Yeah, he's he a public servant. A vic.gov email because I feel like they email. emails.
0: No, sorry. <laughs> I'm stepping back, I'm stepping back. I'm so conflicted. It's obviously really distressing for me.
1: It is (laughs) distressing, but I do feel they're looking for big, high-profile scalps here. I do think that the Labor Party wouldn't feel bad about throwing Brett Sutton under the bus. I don't. And I think, you know, I just, this whole inquiry blows my mind. And I really feel like there's a purpose to it being dragged out. And, I've, and and the reason they didn't nip it in the bud straight away when they could have, like what happened with Ruby Princess, I mean that was done and dusted and please forget about it. Mm. But my theory that this one's being dragged out is because everyone knows full well who did this but they don't want to be the person to name it. Mm. So that's why everyone suddenly has amnesia because I firmly believe most people know but I also firmly believe they don't want to be the dibba-dubba. So Coatsy is going to have to do this exhaustive search and name Australia's Next Top Model <laughs> um, <laughs> on her own. So no one gets their noses dirty because I suspect we, I mean, you know my theory on who I think Australia's Next Top Model is. Absolutely. That's the person I mean who's going to win the inquiry. Who is the winner of the inquiry slash big loser? Well, I think I think everyone knows that and I think it's going to be pretty high profile. So, But there's
0: no danger that, I mean, obviously this might be reflect very poorly on Brett and might put him, you know, if, if it's found that he's compromised himself just in, in regards to yeah. the information he's offered. But he can't actually, you know, he wasn't in a position to actually. No, to actual- he's not a
1: politician, guys. Let's remember this. He's a medical professional. He's a chief medical officer, but he's not he someone. He not the, the f- security company. No. <laughs> and can, we, can I ask a stupid question? I was arguing with my dad about this the other day. Why haven't we heard more from the security company? Why, but, yes, why I know, it's why fascinating. Hasn't isn't it? it been Because here's my here's my scenario and I ask all reasonable people to listen to this question that I'm asking. If I need security, if I need say, if I'm having an event and I want it guarded and I want it to be civil and I want people to behave and I don't want people to come in who aren't invited, I hire security guards, right? And I assume when I hire security guards they're gonna secure stuff. So it's not an unreasonable assumption if you hire a security firm that they're going to provide people to secure other people. Exactly. So I, don't, I feel like there would be, it feels like the outrage is such that they've hired circus performers.
0: Yeah, I know. It's weird. You hire you someone what, to like, come around and fix your dishwasher. You think, if they yeah. do a terrible job and the dishwasher's broken and your kitchen blows up, then it's not <laughs> your fault. You
1: just hired someone to
0: do your dishwasher.
1: That's my question. Of course, ultimately, the government have to coordinate the response, but I don't think they were outrageous in hiring a security company to provide security.
0: No, I know, I know. And also, there was a little part of me that thought, I can imagine how, like, police, like, you know, our government is renowned for being a bit heavy-handed with the police and returning travellers aren't prisoners, they aren't criminals. Having police lock everyone in their hotel rooms might have felt a bit heavy-handed perhaps. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's not as outrageous as everyone's making out. We should be running this
0: inquiry. (laughs) (laughs) As long as they can help me with my Zooms, I'd be happy to provide (laughs) my assistance.
1: I want to hear more from the security company. That's what I'm interested in. Why, guys, did you think it was cool to send out a WhatsApp to untrained people? Whose idea was that? I want to know who the WhatsApp idea was. I want that person's name and number from Coatsy. But I, I couldn't even tell you the name of the security company. Do you know it? No, no idea. But, nah, but I know Brett Sutton's name and I know Chris Eccles and I know Jenny McCarkess. Totally, we like, do.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm just
1: really interested. I just, yes, let's get this inquiry done, but let's make sure I'm not hiring this security company for, you know, Odette 16th. What, like, names <laughs> and numbers, please? <laughs> because you have to hire security companies for kids' birthday parties now, by the way. Just so everyone knows where we're at, you do have to do that. Yeah, I'm getting
0: familiar with that, with friends that have teenagers in this social media era.
1: We have touched on Gladys and you and I have been uh, corresponding over her media interviews. Um, She decided, whoever, I I think this is a terrible idea, but it was decided that she should go and do the biggest show on AM, which is Ben Fordham 2GB Breakfast, Mm. and the biggest show on FM, which is Kyle and Jackie O and Kiss FM. In Sydney, for someone who's very private, it's been a very difficult experience. But I've tried to be as open as possible, answer all the questions as fully as possible, um, and and to know, let people know uh, that um, I was always able to distinguish between my personal life and my public life, and that remains the case. It's a normal kind of thing. If you've got something you want to roll out, you just go to and you just want to do it. You know, once or twice, you go to the biggest AM, the biggest FM, right? Mm. So obviously, when I was on breakfast radio, we were getting no one. Um, <laughs> that is not so-
0: true. <laughs> You spoke to Nicole Kidman.
1: I think she was best friends with the Prime my Minister boss.
0: of Australia. You spoke to Nicole Kidman and the Prime Minister, the two most powerful people in this
1: country. I did. I had a big fight with Malcolm Temple That was a fun day. Uh, so, yeah, I think um, I don't know if. I don't think she had to do that, though, and I reckon, humiliated.
0: I reckon that there were a fleet of advisors that were saying, hey, Gladys, you wouldn't read about it, but there's a swell of sympathy here. Like people are people are really getting behind you. Before they mm-hmm. respected you, but they weren't warm to you, and there's something about this. There, there are these two dickheads. They're doing a podcast, and they've just used it as an excuse to talk about all their bad boyfriends. It's humanised you, Gladys. Get out there, get more no. of it. I reckon that is what they thought. I of reckon course. they thought it's worked in your favour, but get out there, get out there. But part of the reason why it was so captivating is because she was staying there, firm, going, "I'm a very private person. Mm. I never wanted to speak about this." And and so part of the sympathy was you're being forced into having this go public, and and you clearly, you know, are, are a very discreet, and private lady and didn't want that to happen. But if you go and do a tour and get Cole Sanderlands asking you all sorts of questions about how many sexual partners you've had and whether or not you've slept with a woman, I mean, you you're given away.
1: And I also think you you know that, like when you order Kyle from the menu, you know what you're getting. You're getting whatever the hell he wants to ask you. There's no, you don't get to give Kyle Sanderlands a list of banned topics and he's always going to go for what's going to get headlines. He's going to go for the most juicy part. That's his job. Oh,
0: if you're in a sex scandal, I think we can firmly say two rules. Don't put a note on your door saying our marriage is fine and don't <laughs> do your first big interview with nah. Carl Sandler. That's
1: because nah. he, he will ask you the questions you don't want to answer. And same with Ben Fordham. Ben Fordham doesn't shy away from asking. He Remember he asked her if she'd had an abortion. That's so right. he, you, you're going in to talk to two men, which is interesting to me. I would have chosen Wendy Harmer. I would have chosen Amanda Keller. I probably would have chosen a woman if I was going into this. I wouldn't have gone any. I would have just done. No, I wouldn't have done it at the all. The press
0: conferences and just sort of said, I've, look, I've been as open as I can and you're really pushing it now and left it at that.
1: I, probably, I might have done a sit down with Lisa Wilkinson. I mean, that's yeah. probably the only thing I would have done, maybe a little sit down with Lisa but I I certainly wouldn't have done FMAM with the two biggest alpha male jocks in the country going. Like I just don't understand how she thought that was going to end well for her.
0: Oh, Gladys Sutton. It's just been a year of all our favourite. You would think all this conflict, these people that we love and then this weird shit happens and we all have to revise our opinions. I, I feel like. As a Madonna fan, I should be prepared for this. Because <laughs> as every Madonna fan knows, yeah. you, if you, you part of the job of being a Madonna fan, and it is a full-time job, is you salute the highs for 100%. every confession on a dance floor or a blonde ambition to her. But then you have to go through the bits like when she tweets some really strange selfies or she'll accidentally <laughs> spread some sort of conspiracy theory about COVID. <laughs> so I'm used to existing in that place of I'm going to hold on to what I love and deal with this. <laughs> but <laughs> For some reason, particularly the Sutton yeah. situation and Gladys, mm. but mostly Sutton, it's it's just testing me. It's just testing me. I just needed to believe in the purity <laughs> of one person.
1: I don't know that we have anyone like that anymore. Maybe Mariah Carey. I'm in a out there. Maybe at the end of the day all we have is Mimi. Adele? I don't know. Oh, no, she did the head thing, the headwear. Oh, I mean, God, yeah, of course. Oh, oh, speaking of Adele, hello. surprise album, we suspect, in a week.
0: Well, she's doing we Saturday she's, Night Live. Yeah,
1: we think she's going to Beyonce it. But she's not performing, though, which is H-E-R, her is performing. Mm. I wonder if, I, I mean, I'm surprised Adele, if she was releasing a new album, wouldn't she be the musical performer, not the host? You would think. Wouldn't she be doing the song?
0: yes. Look, we're so desperate for Adele content. So Look, desperate. Emma, we can cling on to anything. She's making a public appearance. <laughs> she must be doing a complete <laughs> album drop. That's
1: all. I'm so ready for the album, the post-divorce getting hot album. Isn't it
0: meant Woo! to be Heartbreak Disco which is or something like that? Isn't that the I vibe? I hope so. Oh, man. I,
1: oh, that would be amazing. I'm sorry,
0: Adele, but you have the power to turn 2020 around.
1: You really do. <laughs> no pressure. <gasps> well,
0: we just we just had an emergency message that what? says she's performing to <gasps> oh. Plot thickens. Wow. You know what, though? There's a lot behind it because if you were going to release an album, a couple of months before Christmas is exactly when you would do it. <laughs> yes.
1: Sorry, I've just been sidetracked by a text message from Jack Jack Stratton Smith.
0: Oh. Your <laughs> foe. Faux-
1: boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, if you've heard the episode earlier in the week, um I talked about being in a throuple with Jack or how we would cast Jack Stratton Smith as my lover um if I got divorced and um he said yes, he's very excited to play the part and it's made his day. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's something I didn't have on my 2020 bingo card. Carol Baskin from Tiger King has come out as bisexual. Good. Terrific. Hello, yeah, you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue.
0: We didn't even know who Carol Baskin was <laughs> before this year. <laughs>
1: Tiger King. That was oh, this well, calendar year. That was 10 year. years ago. No, it wasn't. I don't believe you. It cannot have happened this year. Just so Speaking got-
0: of the weirdness of years, just for one second, about how weird time has gotten. The other day, I've been constantly um, listening to this one workout mix and I put on Lizzo. And I suddenly realized that that Lizzo album was what I was listening to so heavily right up until the pandemic began. And then I stopped. It was like the music from before the pandemic. And it honestly felt like music from my childhood or something. I couldn't believe it. And it was so happy. I had to turn it off. It was too much. I recall,
1: was it this year? That I was sitting on your shoulders in giant light up. That is this year. No.
0: Yeah, it was in January. We were we went to a music festival and saw Lizzo, and we and to say it was a super spreader event if if the pandemic had happened, We squashed her. (laughs) Chella couldn't handle it. She had to get in the crowd.
1: Yeah. We could barely like breathe. Your shoulders in a onesie. Think of all the fluids passing just between my groin and your neck.
0: I think about it often.
1: <laughs> I'd light up wings on. We you were, were like we a were...
0: human hormonal patch for me. And it was a... <laughs> glorious
1: thing you, you you did leave the day feeling slightly <laughs> irrational and wanting to punch people for no reason but that and went home and drank a liter of rosé but otherwise but
0: my skin looked fabulous
1: <laughs> so tight and high I, I can't believe I mean thinking about anything that happened at the start of the year that where, that wasn't pandemic related just does feel like
0: it's really God, weird the, I took so many pictures and videos of us as well and it's us in a sea of crushing people it's unbelievable it was this year, anyway. Oh my
1: god! And Carol we, Baskin,
0: she did hit just after the pandemic began, but at the very early days where it was fun. Basically, it was fun that we're in lockdown. I've been then. getting
1: emails from Costume Box telling me about all their Tiger King costumes, and I'm like, oh, that is so old. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd be judging anyone who dresses Tiger King at Halloween, wouldn't yeah. you?
0: <laughs> yeah, it feels I like look, it should have been oh. three Halloweens ago.
1: <laughs> it's like coming as Brittany and Justin in the denim outfits. Been done, guys. Okay. <laughs> Say, Dad.
0: For the record, I'd still respect anyone that did Britain. <laughs> Actually, with thats a lot of work.
1: People have done it, recreated those outfits. A hundred percent. But yeah, Carol Baskin is. Let's put a pin in Brittany because we have to address her because a lot of our listeners have been wondering why we haven't talked about it. We're really so, all
0: over the place. So we have not had much sleep, and obviously, M owns the lack of sleep. But even me, I haven't. We're all over the
1: place. I've had no sleep. You're I've had right. no sleep. I don't know where I am. I am at eight fifteen. I was still trying to get porridge into a child that had been up since three. So that's when we start recording. So I, I, anyway. <laughs> so Carol Baskin did Dancing with the Stars this year, also. And now she's come out as bi and Joe Exotic must be in jail just going, she's fucking done a show full of sequins and leopard print, my my brand. Now she's gay, my brand, half gay, bisexual, both, whatever that. Queer, whatever, yes. Queer, um, which is like I'm queer. I feel like Joe must be just burning. I feel oh. like next she's going to cut a mullet in, you know. She's just going to really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she just can't stop taking his territory.
1: <laughs> she is a terrifying woman. I have decided. And and ha- poor Harold, the husband. Are you bisexual? Are you dull? I reckon that's how he found out when she did the interview, if I had to guess.
0: It feels like something <laughs> that might play out in that marriage. <laughs>
1: oh my god well um i do want to talk about britney she he's a uh, we'll we'll play a little bit of her latest video here it is
0: so this is the exact same bathing suit i wore like three days ago to the beach but i said hey why not give it another shot but while i'm at it i just wanted to let you guys know the five most important things that you need to bring when you go to the beach a towel oil sunscreen a dog and a hat I'm gonna go to my
1: jacuzzi now. I personally don't feel comfortable talking about meridias anymore in a light frame because I have genuine mental health concerns. Mm. Like I I really am worried. I don't know how do you feel about it. Can you still enjoy it? Ironically,
0: no. And I no. and my ability to ironically enjoy a <laughs> pot diva, it's pretty. It's a pretty generous ability. Same. I can go a long way, as, as my mum Jonathan exists. <laughs> I can overlook a lot, Same. a and great deal. But and there's I something also, about her yes, that's yes. just. It's oh. not
1: right. I don't know. It, she was spinning in heels in a bikini and she put on like 10 different bikinis. She was talking about how she was going to go on holiday. Oh, I don't think she's going on holiday. And um, look, I'll say her tan is very even. That's, that's a positive from the video. She's Not always something
0: then, you can rely on with Brittany.
1: No, but, you know, it also does mean skin and trauma. I hope she's using her SPF. But I am genuinely concerned about her mental health and I think that we all need to stop talking about Brittany and hope that someone gets help to her because she's not a well person. And all I know is if my daughter was that unwell posting footage online, I would do all that I could to get the phone off her. Mm. So I think if people were genuinely concerned for her, those videos would be stopping and there would be some intervening happen. I worry that no one cares about Britney; They just want to keep siphoning from the money pit. So the message is (laughs) –
0: to circle back a couple of decades, leave Britney alone, except for the people that should be taking care of her, in which case yes. go in there and
1: love her. Leave Britney alone. So fellow Emsolators, uh, yes, Michael and I have seen it, we're aware of it, but we're not going to be commenting on it because much like Kanye West, I feel like this is a mental health issue now and I'm worried for her and I'm worried about how this is going to end up and I don't want to have been talking about it in a light fashion when this is quite serious. <sighs>
0: <sighs> Shockingly, we do have some standards.
1: <laughs> we do. Speaking of, I wish to issue a blanket apology. Jesus, we are jumping over the place. I was listening back to the podcast and I now regret celebrating Jacinda Ardern's partner, Clark, for supporting her um generally in life. <laughs> 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 I had a real moment, a real pang of. There's a massive problem in this country and I'm sure worldwide with the domestic load and the, the I did a whole show on it last year, obviously, and this pandemic especially has brought it to light where a high majority of women had to step away from work in order to provide you know, enough support for their family at home and it was women doing that and having all the children at home and all the husbands at home and partners and whatever – The workload tripled again on women. The mental health rates, were like it's been a really bad time for the domestic loading. And I think celebrating a man for doing it, when women have been doing that and them some for decades and getting no recognition, I think was wrong by me. Yes. However,
0: no, 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 I completely agree. I completely agree. However, in a very hazardous move, I did say, but. In-
1: <laughs> no, no, it's fine. You say, I, I mean, it's important that both sides get heard here because I am often, you know, militantly one way and it's important and I'm always open to other sides, so go for it.
0: Well, I, I, obviously our initial instinct was to celebrate him for it and I totally agree. Women have been doing Mine it. too, for, yes. Yeah. But. The only thing I would say is it does feel like, you know, we've got work to do in society at the moment to to normalise the idea of of men can step back from their careers and, and you know, be the supportive partner at home and raise the kids the way that women have been done. That there's a big problem, you know, in, in most societies at the moment with men not doing that or not feeling like, you know, they're going to be, celebrated for doing that, or it's still not something that is normalized in in society. And so when there is someone really high profile who does it it with such, you know, spirit, I I can understand why. I think part of the reason why you pointed out is to hopefully make more men feel like this is a great thing to do.
1: Exactly. That's why I did it. I was just like, men everywhere, look to this man. And I often – women aren't compl- – we're not complicated. And then Men say, we just don't know what you want. We just don't know how to please you. It's like, oh, man, for me, it's just do stuff without being asked. Preempt things. <laughs> don't walk past mess. Don't point it out and then keep walking. There's so many ways – easy wins that cost no money for men and there are so many exhausted women listening now and who are partnered and this is obviously just if you are partnered with a man. Um, otherwise, you know, happy days. Um, but if you are partnered with a man, I bet a lot of you are just, it just – it's exhausting trying to get them to understand that you don't get a reward for just doing what you should be doing as a basic kind of partnership contribution. Mm. that's it's like does adrian want to high five every time he vacuums do you have you guys don't have this problem do you no we have not hilarious uh, well <laughs> go on say it i love hearing about your problems you never have them No.
0: what is it say when, it well adrian does not look okay i'm a little bit weird i
1: don't hang on wait when you say you're weird i don't think you are. i think you're exactly like me in this circumstance
0: no I, oh okay i don't i, I quite like cleaning but having um, said that, yeah. we, ha- we have to keep in mind that obviously I just want to fully acknowledge that it's just two gays living in a house. So our cleaning yeah. load, it's not like I've got kids. Nah, and nah. really I can comfortably clean the house in a couple of hours on the weekend, every weekend. Yeah. And for me, I put on a podcast or some music, I clean, <laughs> it's fine. I'm pretty happy yeah. to do it. Yeah. Adrian, much, yeah. much, much, much less so. <laughs> he does not <laughs> like cleaning in any way, shape or form. He, he likes cooking, which is great. But he also... <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. He's been known to make jokes because we love the comedian Wanda Sykes. And she does, yeah. she's an African American comedian, does these amazing comedy routines about how she's married to a French woman. And, yeah. and they've got a couple of white kids. And she, she feels like it's just wrong when she's vacuuming. And she constantly walks around going, cleaning up after white people.
1: That's all I do clean up after white folk
0: oh. in my house. That's all I do. So, Adrian. If he's been forced, as he says, enforced cleaning, even though it's exactly what I do, he'll be there vacuuming and he'll just look at me and he'll go, cleaning up after white people. Adrian's even Chinese, guys, just so I know.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry. You should point out Adrian's Chinese. He's Italian, yeah. And Italian, yeah. So he has... <laughs> I love that story. Managed
0: to bring a racial subtext into our domestic cleaning.
1: It's smart by him. You have no recourse.
0: (laughs) I know. It puts me in a very difficult position.
1: I love that story. Oh, good. But, yeah, I just don't I mean, I'm a bit raw about this at the moment, as you can hear. Yeah. Just remind your partners that they're not doing you a favour. They're just doing what is fair. Anyway, <laughs> that was certainly all over the place, but I enjoyed it. It certainly was. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Our <laughs> minds are so split and frazzled and it's, we just want to let people know that it's basically, it's nine o'clock in the morning. So we've, yeah. I've got, and I'm sure you do too, a very full day of work ahead of me and God knows what I'm going to be like at 3.30. It's going Can to be amazing. I,
1: just, I have an entire novel due in eight weeks that I've been working on for a year and a half and I hate myself so much.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I
1: can't there's been a house full of people. Every time I sit down to write, there's a question, there's no one respects it, no one cares. And I don't I just got think is this is how Judy Bloom wrote her books. Is this how Roger wrote his book? Is this how authors is this how authors I, I hear stories of authors going, Yeah, I went on a writing retreat and I just, you know, I got lots of math yeah,
0: and, JK and renting out the like motels and hotel rooms and doing Harry Potter. Anyway, I mean I would say we could do some sort of life swap and you could come and write in my circumstances but that, I'm, no, we can't, no way. You will
1: last five minutes. Nah. You will last five minutes in the environment I have to try and create in. At it's least crazy. no one
0: would look to me for any answers or support <laughs> whatsoever.
1: There's that. You yes, say would. You're sensible. Oh, It's fine. Well, it's fine, guys. I'm just, oh, poor me, I've got to write a book. Poor M. Anyway, all right, that's enough from us. Who knows where I'll go otherwise? I'm in dangerous territory. (laughs) The coffee's just kicked in and I'm feeling vindictive. Let's go. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) This is Salation.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's show. I just wanted to remind you all that there is a live Q&A on Friday night, this Friday night. So if you're listening on a Thursday, it's tomorrow night. On the 22nd of October, Michael and I will be beaming into your computers your phones if you're a patron it's for patrons only that's right you guys get rewarded um, it's a QA. and a you can ask us anything you want if you're not a patron but you'd like to become one just go to mraciano.com forward slash listen the patronage is just basically a membership to the Emsolation Club and within that you do get little perks like live Q&As. You can either choose to make like a one-off contribution to the podcast or you can do a monthly one uh, and it's really helpful. Hey, I was able to pay Michael Lucas for the first time since we started the podcast in April because of the patrons. So there you go. (laughs) And I was able to pay for the merch it's really helpful. It really helps me keep the podcast going. It's so fantastic. So thank you to my patrons and uh, we'll be rewarding you on Friday night with a bit of rosé and a Q&A session. And if you want to become a patron, please do. Just go to my website to check out the details. All right. Have a wonderful day and we'll chat soon. As always, Dilemma Doctors on Friday. Look forward to speaking to you then. Bye. A Podcast One Production.